0: Good morning and
1: welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Thanks for joining me this morning. As I always say, I kind of uh, get so caught up in my off-air conversations that we often I'm always worried we're going to end up with some dead air, but we caught it in time and you know, there's a song, I think it's a, either a Simon Garfunkel or a, Simon, a Paul Simon song, "Slip Sliding Away." We were chit-chatting away, weren't we, Brian Shimming?
0: We were, at least she didn't refer to me as dead air. So uh, I'm, I'm relieved. I'm, I'm, I'm
1: kind of relieved by that. <laughs> Be- best compliment you've gotten all day. Well, yeah, and it's early. Yeah. So, uh, right. Yeah. Now,
0: last night, the speech, that was dead air. Oh, that was wasn't lit. it? Oh. oh, my. Oh, my. Talk about the day. De- you know, this. So I've got President Biden uh, going to Madison today, you know, doing his economic, you know, uh, Madison show around the country, which is so divorced. It's remarkably divorced from people's reality. It just, it just is, right? I mean, you look, Congressman Tiffany put out a, a good list of how it started versus how it's going. Uh, you know the president's talking about how everything's so much better since he took over. We had 1.4 percent inflation when he took over from President Trump. Now it's 6.5. Gas prices were 2.39 a gallon when Biden took over. Now they're 3.46, and we know that we've it's gone up over five or six in parts of the country. Thirty-year uh, mortgage rates were 2.65 when Trump was in office. The thirty-year mortgage right now is six uh, It's about six oh nine. Um, so on 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 almost every imaginable imaginable issue, uh, the president's wrong in his speech last night. And his problem is, is that it's people's daily reality. It's not some arcane number or you know off somewhere something like that. This is the price of eggs it's the price of gas. It's the price of propane. It's the price of going to the grocery store. I mean, on every front, what people feel is completely different than what Joe Biden is saying reality is. And that's why he's in trouble.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's it's an alternate reality. We were talking about this during the Wisconsin Morning News. Is what planet is Joe Biden living on? Where he, I, I mean, I know that they promised, and this was his press secretary saying that they promised he was going to have a, uh, an optimistic spin on uh, the state of the union last night. And I don't know how you could and be living on planet Earth or living in the United States with all that we've had to endure over the last two and a half years under his presidency.
0: Well, look at fuel oil. I mean, it was down under President Bush uh, sixteen and a half percent. Under President Biden, it's up 41.5 percent. Grocery price increase under President Trump, 3.7. Under Biden, almost 12 percent. You know, a real uh, average hourly earnings increased 4 percent under President Trump. Uh, They're down 1.1 percent. They're falling way back uh, under President Biden. So almost in every Single category you look at, in fact, literally, kind of every category you look at, things are worse economically for the people listening to us right now than they were four years ago. But look, the president doesn't have a choice. He wants to run for re election. He's coming to Wisconsin today for one reason. And as you and I always talk about, look, for political purposes in the presidential election, Wisconsin is not one of 50 states. It's one of, like, five that are going to make a difference in this presidential election. And the president's numbers are upside down in this state. His favorables, or unfavorables, I should say, are about 55, 56 percent in Wisconsin. He's losing, as an example, in the presidential polling, he's losing to Ron DeSantis right now 45 38 in Wisconsin. Wow. Ron DeSantis, I don't think, has been in Wisconsin more than two or three times. And the sitting president is losing to him by over seven points. I mean, that is a stunning number mm-hmm. of the president's weakness right now. I mean, Democrats only, I mean, in the last national poll, Democrats, um, only 37 percent of Democrats, get this, he's a sitting incumbent Democrat president. He was Democrat vice president for, for eight years. Right now, only thirty seven percent of his own party of Democrats want him to run for re-election. So, if you're wondering why he's in Wisconsin today, there's a reason. Because he's in big trouble with everyday working people, who his policies have crushed.
1: Well, and you know, I I, I mean, let's let's pick a topic. Um, you know, there's there's so many, uh, there's so much that that he's done wrong over the course of the last couple of years. I, I, I look at the horrible situation at our southern border and the fentanyl problem that we have here in the United States. And uh, the the number of,, um, you know, and I, and I keep thinking that the the Chinese spy balloon story, was in a way, I almost wonder, and I mean, I was trying to think. So everything that happens, I just, I don't think that there's anything that happens accidentally in, in this world. And I kept thinking, you know, they're prolonging the uh, 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 the Biden administration addressing the, the Chinese spy balloon. But what did it take off of the minds of, of uh Many of the, I guess I would say, many of the Republicans took off. Uh, it took the classified documents issue off right. of the news cycle, and and I, that's what I'm starting to believe is that what Democrats are trying to do through their manipulation of the mainstream media is uh, distract Americans from the problems that we are indeed facing. And and I mean, are they going to be successful? We've got an election here in Wisconsin. We've got one coming up in less than two weeks. That's critical.
0: Well, yeah, and using your example of the balloon story, how did they turn it with the mainstream media? That instead of being the disaster that it was when you have a Chinese spy balloon flying over multiple states, you know, and not just border states on the north or south or skirting along the west or east coast, through the middle of the country, you have a Chinese spy balloon going over uh, nuclear missile sites, uh, over and maybe carrying a weapon by the way over the country so how does how does the biden administration get the mainstream media to turn on it to say well it's happened during the trump administration too which is a bald faced lie and and so i mean come on here so they they get the they get the mainstream media to buy these ridiculous stories but you know like on the like on the documents issue or frankly on the Hunter Biden investigation they always have to change the subject when you hear the democrats trying to change the subject it means the subject that everyone's talking about at the time is a really bad story the chinese spy balloon thing is a remarkably bad story there will be congressional Hearings over it, and the best the Biden administration could do is try to divert attention, claiming it happened under someone else. So, so that's what they do. That's their, you know, that's their modus operandi of doing it. But it's why people like you and others who, who call these issues out are important, because if you don't call them out, they get away with it.
1: You know, I don't remember who it was that said it, but I just heard it recently. As opposed to getting the media to buy the so-called story of the Chinese spy balloon they're just transcribing whatever it is that the Biden administration tells them to say. I mean, that's, that's how bad it's gotten. I mean, I just, I don't believe that the mainstream media is honest anymore, and they are not pursuing journalism. They're not pursuing the truth. They are just repeating whatever narrative the Biden administration or Democrats have given them to regurgitate.
0: Yeah, and it's unfortunate because, and I don't care who's president, you know, the people need to know what reality and what the truth is. And having the White House press room, you know, be, uh, I mean, I always say their nickname is the White House Stenography Corps, because they just, you know, take whatever the president says half the time, more than half the time and just regurgitate it. But but the fact is, this president, I mean, he has got the Pinocchio nose of all times when they do fact checks. And uh, the fact is, the president can't deal with the reality because he will lose the election if he does. So, uh, you know, nationally, he's losing to almost everybody right now. So to your point, he has to change the subject. And it gets down to, I'm actually not Uh, unhappy that he's coming to Wisconsin, because it allows us to focus on him and everything that he's doing, but also with the Supreme Court election coming up, I want the political focus in Wisconsin raised, because we have, you know, separate of the president, we have a Supreme Court primary coming up February 21st, and the general on April 4th, and if, if we don't save this current conservative Supreme Court seat, which is up uh, uh, on April 4th, all of the big uh, things that we've done over the years, school choice, legislative maps, welfare reform, uh, charter schools, uh, police powers, all of that is going to be gone within a couple of years. And that's not hyperbole. That's just the plain, plain truth of it.
1: You know, we've talked about the State of the Union. We've, we, You and I spoke uh, right after the State of the State. Let's talk a little bit about the state of the Republican Party here in Wisconsin. And I know you've been traveling the state, as you have for, uh, you can tell me how many years. I think since I've known you, you've been a uh, tireless uh, conservative crusader to try to sp- spread the message uh, and, and, and promote the Republican platform. And what, what are you observing at, I know you have traveled to a number of the the county the Republican Party County Caucus uh, meetings that they've had over the over the last couple of weekends, and then there was one here in Marathon County just this past Monday.
0: Yeah, but on the road I'll be out. Uh, I was out in uh, two counties this weekend. I'll be out in another two or three this weekend. And I'd say to people a couple of things. No, n- number one, we had, we had some big disappointments, obviously in the governor's race and the AG's race, But I will tell you, Wisconsin overall, I mean, I have other state chairs saying, you know, you guys had a pretty good year compared to a lot of states in the country. And we did. You know, we picked up Derek Van Orden's seat. We increased uh, uh, Republicans in the assembly by two and almost took over a a, a supermajority there. We did take over a supermajority. Uh, in the Senate, we were reelected Ron Johnson after the Democrats dumped $150 million in to beat the guy. We actually had a number of significant victories. Now, with the Supreme Court, so I, I go out and tell people we're, we're kind of poor-mouthing ourselves, sometimes well past even what the Democrats do. And, you know, it's yeah. fine to sit around and complain about a couple of races and, hey, I'm upset, too. But but you know what? We had a lot of victories, a lot of victories in Wisconsin. So let's deal with that reality. Number two, um, with this Supreme Court race coming up, I was asked by a reporter. I think it was two days ago. I did public radio and I, I was asked by a reporter. Well, there seems to be a lot of back and forth between the candidates for Supreme Court. And of course, there is some of that going on, no doubt about it. And some of their supporters. He said, uh, "He said, when will you folks be unified?" And I said, "You know what? We need to be unified by 8:01 on primary night, February 21st. That's when we need to be unified." Yeah. Uh, is uh, you know that, what's the old saying about a, a plane that flies to Los Angeles is off course 98% of the time. What's important is when you take off and when you land, yeah. and and that's kind of the case with political movements too. Uh, look, I have disagreements with people in the party, too, but that doesn't mean I'm out trashing them. It means I try to work for change, which is what I'm doing now, and work for an energized, forward-looking party. Uh, so that's what I'm out doing. I, we don't need folks trashing ourselves. I, I tell folks, and I get them, too. I, I say, look, if you got suggestions for things we ought to do or things we ought to think about, let me know. It doesn't help me not to let me know, even if I don't maybe don't agree with the suggestion. I want people to let me know, but but also to make sure that we're all pulling in the same direction. We lose this Supreme Court seat on April 4th. It will be the biggest political development in decades. And that includes Act 10, by the way, because all those th- Somebody was saying to me the other day on the phone, they're like, well, they said, well, geez, you know, all these laws that the Republicans have passed, you know, in the legislature, you know, they're written so they can't be overturned by the Supreme Court. Remember this, people, and I want people to hear this. With the left, with the liberals, with the Democrats, there is no such thing as settled law. There is no such thing. They will go to the Supreme Court of Wisconsin and throw out every major conservative reform Uh, in the last 25 years, from Governor Thompson on to now, and they won't think a thing of it. Anybody who assumes that a liberal court will recognize precedent and settle law and all that, I got news for you. You need to accept now that they're going to and head for the barricades because we've got to win this seat on April 4th.
1: um, I think the only settled law that they are in favor of is that which, which uh, they agree with. And, you know, sure. let's, let's pick one, but it, it's, Oh, I can you know, I'm, I'm very nervous about this upcoming state Supreme court election. And I, I talk about it as much as possible. And just a reminder to our listeners that early voting began yesterday and you yeah. can get more information about your muni- municipality by going to my And you can determine, if you can cast an absentee ballot, if you can vote in person, et cetera, the, the deadline for doing all of that. But go out to myvote.wi.gov, and you can get that information. I think it's, like as as you and I agree, and it's something that neither of us, well, I pro- you probably have absentee voted uh, in your lifetime because of all the travel that you do, but I never have. And I think it's critical that we start adopting some of the the tactics, I guess, if you will, or the methods of our opponents.
0: Yeah, I, I had a Democrat come up to me in Milwaukee. Uh, we were talking about early vote and a couple of other things, but I, I we were talking about early vote, and he said, "God," he said, "I saw your quote in the paper the other day. You sound you sound like a Democrat." He said, "It's kind of scaring me and, on the early vote issue," and I said, "Well, that's about the only issue I sound like a Democrat on." Um, and I said, "Frankly, we, you know, we've got to get to the point." where if we're, if we, you know, and I'm an election day voter generally too, but I have voted absentee, not by mail, but at my clerk's office. But uh, the truth of the matter is, if you're not sure if you're going to be able to vote, number one, vote vote early. Number two, if you have friends that you're concerned they won't be able to vote, or they're snowbirds, or you know what, they're just some of those people, and there's a lot of them, who don't vote in off-year elections. A lot of people vote in a gubernatorial and presidential election, but eh, they don't really pay attention to the Supreme Court. Go get them to vote. Maybe they're an NRI member, or maybe they're a hardcore pro-lifer, or maybe they're some other kind of movement people. But you know what? A lot of them don't vote. We get We get 10% of those people to vote early in this election on April 4th, and we will win that Supreme Court seat sit back and think of those five or 10 people that you think might be on the margin and get them to early vote you do that we're gonna win
1: and even before april 4th there's a a critical primary and we only we only get to vote for one candidate in that primary and there are four one out of four yeah so and and as we've as we've mentioned several times Two of the four candidates are, in my opinion, not fit to be judicial candidates to begin with, but they nonetheless are on the ballot. So it's between Justice Dan Kelly and Judge Jennifer Dorrell, in my opinion.
0: Yep. Yep. Janet Protozewicz, who's the leading liberal and I suspect will get through the primary, is the most left wing candidate ever to run for Supreme Court in this state. And our job at the party, amongst other of the many jobs we have, is to make sure every center-right voter in this state understands the difference between the crazy lefty you know, positions of Janet Protasiewicz, and, and that will lay itself out very clearly, uh, and, and one of the two conservative candidates. There's a world of difference that will literally affect your daily life. It's that important.
1: Yeah, out-of-state third-party groups and— Hollywood millionaires are dumping money yep. into her campaign, so we we have to we have to fight back at the polls, and and yep. we got to get people out there, as you said. Well, Brian Shimming, as always, thanks for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. Hope you have a great day.
0: As always, great to be with you.
1: Talk again soon. Got to go to a break, and then I'll roll right into the eight thirty news, by, by, followed by easy for me to say followed by the second half of feedback and your calls 715-845-2155.